0: time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White.
1: and good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome one and all to game time here on a Wednesday afternoon. Tom and Ward and Aaron's with us. We're glad you are too here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Our four o'clock hour is a service of good feet in the Central Texas marketplace and we are uh, coming to you this uh, this afternoon from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios and I'm telling you guys, it looks like we may see a little more of that uh, precip.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to happen tonight. It's supposed to happen a little bit uh, more rain. Boy, it got a good one last
1: night. Did we? I mean, and, and then into the early morning hours, I was like, what? Who's got beating those drums? <laughs> <laughs> and that was thunder. I told yeah. a friend of mine, I was like, did I sleep? a long time and moved to Seattle and not
3: know about it. Cause it's rained ever since the blizzard.
1: Uh, I'm just telling you, this has been the wettest. It's great summer in mild too, huh? Yeah. I, mean, I don't,
2: I don't think, have we had one? 100 I day? I don't think so. I think we've had one. Maybe.
1: Maybe if we did, it was it was briefly. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had that 17th straight day of 100 degrees. We yeah. we haven't well, had we will that. now. Sorry, coaches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They're going. They're they're a lot of them are getting ready for scrimmages tomorrow. Yeah, and Friday, and I guess some on Saturdays as well. But for the most part, uh, those scrimmages are going to be tomorrow and in uh, Friday and kind of a cool thing, by the way. The Waco High University scrimmage is going to be tomorrow morning. Or Friday morning, rather. Friday morning. Mm -hmm. It's going to be at 10 a.m. for the JV, and I think the varsity is going to go at about 11 o'clock. So, I'm sitting there thinking, how about a sandwich and head over to the stadium and watch some football? Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. So. Grab a what sand. a great idea! Yeah, I mean, you know, why not, huh? Uh, and I was talking with Coach Hilt today, uh, from over at Waco, High. He said, "Man, he said, you know, up in the Metroplex, they do that a lot. There's a lot of morning scrimmages yeah. that way, particularly the last scrimmage. way my brother does it. Yeah, a- and as he pointed out, he goes, you know, for four A's and below, that's the second scrimmage, and for five and six A's, it's the only scrimmage. He said, what this does is allows your 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 staff to evaluate that scrimmage tape and then start prepping for your your first real opponent the next week and get out of there and actually have one weekend kind of between two days and the start of the season to kind of give you a chance to catch your breath because you know what's going to happen after that. Everybody's working Saturdays and Sundays.
2: Well, it also gives you the advantage of your coaching staff getting together and driving and watching a scrimmage of yep. your next opponent or the second opponent or the third opponent and splitting it up and, mm-hmm. and going and actually watching them
1: live, which you don't get
2: very often get a chance to do.
1: So they'll, they'll get to do that to, uh, on Friday. I keep saying tomorrow, but no, tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, but it, do we have any scrimmages tomorrow? Because a lot of guys I'm used sure, to do it on Thursday night.
2: I'm sure there is. I, I Give don't, you that
1: extra day to get ready, you know?
2: I don't know right off the top yeah. of my head who's who may be scrimmaging on Thursday, but I'm sure there is. And a lot of times it's because of – travel and the fact that what I just alluded to, you know, if you can do your scrimmage on a Thursday and your opponent or Mm -hmm. somebody on your schedule for this year is scrimmaging on Friday, well, the coaches load up, find the best restaurant in town and go eat and go watch the
1: scrimmage. Right. And, uh, and also gives them that extra day to prep and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and I think, I think the uh, Bosqueville scrimmage and, and I think their scrimmage in Mart. I'll, I'll have to double check. But the Bosqueville scrimmage is – you know, and that's crazy because I talked to both Clint Zander today and to Kevin Hoffman today. I should have asked, but I didn't. But I think their scrimmage is being moved to La Vega uh, tomorrow evening. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the uh, the Bosqueville scrimmage. And, uh, and again, I need to double check, but I think their scrimmage in Mart. And if so, yeah, I think that that, uh, that scrimmage is being moved to La Vega. I need to confirm that. Yeah, smart They're scrimmaging marked their March, uh, to, uh, on uh, on Friday, but I want to I want to confirm that they're moving that to uh, over to over to La Vega. But we'll we'll, we'll visit with uh, and I just tipped my hand. We will visit with Clint Zander, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, this afternoon around five thirty on the program. Also on the program, uh, Jeff Tarpley from Gigam two four seven Sports dot com is going to join us. The Aggies. Ward are cleaning up in the old recruiting trail. Yeah, they, they're they doing a good job. They're hitting it out of the park, and we'll talk to Jeff a little bit about that. They went and got some guy from, where'd they get him from? Uh, Sweden. Sweden. The number one tight end in Sweden. Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of, never mind. Uh, never mind. There's some academy over there, but did you see his, his particulars? I think he's like 6'6", uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's you know
3: people look and say oh Switzerland and maybe chuckle a little bit but you yeah you look at the uh, at the physical traits and you're like oh okay if he can actually play football he's got the tools I to, don't think
1: he's from Switzerland is he I said Sweden I, I thought, thought it was, was Sweden was. Yeah. did I say Switzerland
0: Yeah you did that's no <laughs> Sweden um but yeah I mean he the physical tools
1: they're there they check out yeah they're there. So, we'll talk to him about uh, recruiting, what's going on there, and uh, also on the program today, Kyle Yeomans, who has kind of become a regular here, at Ward, and I kind of like it because he's mm-hmm. – uh, did you – by the way, did you see Kyle on the telecast? Yes. Versus Arizona? Oh, yeah. He did a great job. Did a terrific job. And, uh, yeah, very cool. So, uh, Kyle will be on the program, and we'll talk about the Cowboys. I'm curious to find out about Amari Cooper. I know Cooper wants to play, has said he wants to play. Uh, against the Texans question is does he play against the Texans yes so you're, you're on record as as a yes mm-hmm. I think he does uh even without the quarterback because is is that gonna play versus I, the Texans I don't
2: think so it, it, they, and I would tell you this they said Monday that it would depend on what kind of week he has this week right, so it hadn't right. been decided for sure yet I, I don't I, think they play him either I don't I don't think they do.
1: Now, uh, and of course, and we'll hear from Mike McCarthy a little later on in the program, but uh, McCarthy said uh, that if he was going to play, it would be against the Texans and certainly not in the final preseason game. And that's the argument. That's the question. Does he need snaps? And you know, I think he does. Uh, but here's a great point, and, and Keyshawn Johnson made this yesterday. If he gets 15 or 20 snaps against the Texans – and doesn't play again until opening day. Did that really do anything for him?
2: I uh, yeah, I think it does. In my opinion, I, I think it does. Just because it's not really a timing thing, it's just having the live bullets shot at you. It, it there's something about that that kind of re-custom your uh, yeah, yeah absolutely.
4: All right,
1: well, uh, it, it it is an interesting debate. I mean, and Keyshawn's like, you know what, fifteen or twenty days in the NFL is an eternity. He said. So he goes I, it, to he, to him. It didn't really matter whether or not Dak Prescott played in the preseason. You know, the the question is: A is the ankle right, right. and B is is the arm right. And if both answers are yes, uh, hopefully then you're going to see the Dak Prescott of old. But you know. He has, you know, he has taken some snaps with the first team offense, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, (laughs) you know, it's not live bullets, as you said. I mean, it's not real football uh, because there's no way, you know, that there's any kind of contact going on with Dak Prescott. And, 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 And you know what? Psychologically, he knows that, too. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm
2: saying. I mean, you know, it's a whole different – everything ramps up when you get into a live game, the, preseason or not.
1: And the dudes are on the other side have a different color jersey? Yes. Yeah, I'm I with mean, you on it, that.
2: It's, it's totally different. So, And, look, if he would have came through last year completely healthy, I would say, okay, you're erring on the side of caution because his shoulder or whatever, and that's fine. Go ahead and leave him out. But, look, it's been a long time since he's seen that type of action. I I think he needs at least a taste of it.
1: All right. So, there you go. Uh, We want your opinion. Uh, Should Dak play in the Texans game if he's healthy, if he's ready to go? If the shoulder's fine and they're telling us the ankle is fine, uh, should he play? Would would you play him if you're Mike McCarthy? Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662 sixteen sixty. We'd love to hear from you on that subject or anything else that's going on in the wide world of sports. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the uh, is the phone number. Would you play Dak? So uh there you go. Uh I just got a just got a text on the CNC Collision Center text line that said Lorena may also be there. Also beware.
2: Maybe they're having a three way scrimmage. Oh
1: the scrimmage we were just referring to. Mm-hmm. How about that that'd be fun huh
2: yeah those are popular I like those yeah
1: those are always fun all right uh, one other quick note here um, the uh, Robinson Little League girls playing in the consolation game earlier today lost to Missouri 10 to one they still a tremendous tremendous all-star run for the Robinson Little Leaguers uh, softball group uh, making it all the way to the Little League World Series I mean just to be there and that's what I was trying to say yesterday you know there's winners. And then there's teams that didn't win when you get to that level. There, there, there's no losing. <laughs> you, you've you you've done too much winning to, to qualify and to get there. Mm-hmm. So good for the uh, Robinson Little Leaguers. And and uh, they, they uh, did drop a 10-1 decision to Missouri uh, today in that consolation game. And, you know, the, the disappointment, Ward, of losing yesterday, of, of not winning the game yesterday, uh, and, and not qualifying for the championship versus Oklahoma tonight, Man, don't you know how difficult it was to get yourself ready to play today in a game that's called a consolation game? Because that's not what they, they – they didn't go to the World Series to play in the consolation game. No, they, be didn't. Honest.
2: they didn't. They didn't. And, and, but, look, it, hats off. They, they no made doubt. a great, great run. And, you know, it, yeah, that, that had to be a little bittersweet. I mean, they're still there. You're still fighting for that consolation. And you're getting an opportunity to play the game again. But it's still, you're right. It's not what you had in mind when you got on the plane to go up there.
1: All right, uh, here we go. It's 13 minutes after 4. 413. This is ESPN Central Texas from the Alan Samuel Studio. And oh, by the way, if uh, if you miss any part of the program and you want to check it out again, you can certainly do so on our social media sites or you can go to SyntexSportsFan.com and check it out. It's 13 after 4. We're going to talk some more NFL football. We're going to do that for you next, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update I'm chief meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 60% chance of scattered showers and maybe a thunderstorm. Lows fall to 76 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. Again, a 20% chance of a passing shower, a high of 94. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. It'll be a dry day with a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 news at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
6: recently on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see?
7: Oh, it is great in, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And, like,
8: your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another, uh, uh, high character, speak highly at Baylor University. So, as a coach, uh, I'm just really proud when
0: you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas
9: unique one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at appaloosa trading post rodeo pond you'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for outside or inside your home or office western art and pictures to hang on the wall purses talavera pottery lamps boots hats Cross is made from metal resin and Montana silversmith items. They offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. It's the world's best Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco.
10: Feel like you're missing out on the Fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now you can get the famous purple Margot Rita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas and enchiladas and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street.
8: Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, honey, gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo
11: Center in Belton.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Wardwigs with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The San Francisco 49ers wave quarterback Josh Rosen on Tuesday, sending the former number 10 overall pick back to an uncertain football future. Dallas Cowboys Amari Cooper has not seen action since January 3rd. Cooper is set to see his first preseason action this Saturday when the Houston Texans visit AT&T Stadium for the third preseason game. The Big 12 announced the teams unable to play a fall game because of COVID-19 or any other reason will have to forfeit and be given a loss in the conference standings. Houston Astros continue on a three-game slide, losing to the Royals 3-1. 3 to 1. Game 3 of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. The Rangers lose their series opener to Seattle 3 to 1. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 705
0: first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
1: All right, 417, 17-minute chapter 4. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, did you uh, hear the little thunder-bunder? Yeah, I'm hearing that. <laughs> how about so, that? Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the radar. It's it's all around us. It just Right now, it's not here at the studio. Now, it may be raining down the street. Who knows? I mean, that's how scattered it is right now, but uh, we'll see. But, yeah. Um, We'll keep an eye on the weather for you. All right, uh, seventeen after four as we roll along, and we were talking about the Cowboys and their uh, their preseason game. And you know, as we we talked about this week, for the longest, it's always was kind of the dress rehearsal, the the, the second of the last preseason game, and then the last preseason game. Ward was always used to kind of finalize the roster. I mean, it was it was that final look see for the head coaches and his coaching staff on. Who's going to uh, Who's going to be on that? You know, who's going to be on that roster? Right. So, with that in mind, do some of these starters play some extended minutes? And, and you know, there's guys that we're we're kind of curious about. Amari Cooper being one of them, and he says he wants to play. Right. And Dak Prescott. Does Dak Prescott play in this game against the Houston Texans?
2: Well, it just depends on what their mindset is going into this as a coaching staff, because this is the game that is normally "quote unquote" the dress rehearsal, mm-hmm. yep. and so that's when you see the starters usually play about a half, uh, you know, it, or at least a quarter and a half uh, of
1: of the football game. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be the same this year or not. I, I don't think it is. I mean, and, and I cannot see the Cowboys trotting. Dak Prescott out there for a couple of three and outs, you know, and, and then saying, okay, you're good till, till we open up on Thursday night against Tampa. I, I just – I can't see that. But they might. I mean, you know, if, if, if he wants to get some live action, this would be the opportunity. But, again, you're talking about that shoulder and where they, you know, they keep saying it's coming along and we have to believe them. Until we don't believe them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it goes to their mindset. If it's, if it's me, I, I am running my starters out there. I am letting them get a little bit of burn, uh, because I don't, I don't want to go through the first three ball games extremely sluggish, or the first couple of games extremely sluggish because I haven't been out there and seen, you know, the speed of the game and the live, the live plays in, in a while. So, but first, that's just me.
1: Yeah, and those first couple of games, ain't exactly easy no and, I mean,
2: and and look over the past couple of years that's what it's gotten to those first couple of games have been because some teams choose not to use any of the starters in any of the preseason games and so those first couple of games are ugly in the NFL i mean just ugly because of the fact that they haven't had any burn
1: and, and some of the argument is hey look this isn't your 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 dad's NFL anymore you know, it's not like these guys take six months off and then come back, and we got to get them ready. It's a year-round process with OTAs and all that stuff, and I get all that. But like you said, it's not real against different colored jerseys. No, it's not. It's not.
2: It, it absolutely isn't, and it makes it.
1: If you don't think it makes a difference, I'm sorry, it does. It
2: absolutely makes a huge difference. Well, and,
1: and again, Mike McCarthy the other day said basically, if. Uh, if Dak doesn't play against the Texans, he's he's not playing in in, in the preseason. No, if he doesn't play this week, I won't play him in the fourth game. Uh, I, I've just never to me the
12: fourth games for the for the players that are
1: competing for the final roster spots. I mean, I, I vote it's that's what I believe in, and I think it's definitely the case for us this year. I mean, if you look at the way this is uh, shaken out, uh, you know it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely needed, you know, across a number of different positions. So. Um, yeah, I we'll see how the week goes, but you know I, I have no, there's no urgency from my perspective to see Dak play in, in Houston. This this is more about we just don't want to create a setback possibility. Interesting.
2: That tells me that there's still something going on.
1: Setback possibility. A right.
2: setback possibility. I mean, you, obviously you got to worry about the shoulder. You got to worry about the the ankle. I mean, because you just those things you don't know, and so that's that's what he's alluding to. I hope.
1: But I want to go back to what you said because I, I you, there is something to be said about getting your timing down, your rhythm down when you are under fire. And, yes, and, and look, I or don't just care. just seeing it. Yeah, I mean, you don't you may not get
2: it down, but at least you've seen it. At least you are not getting under center against Tampa Bay, and you you haven't seen any live action. Whatsoever, since, well, since you went down,
1: and what week was that? The fourth, fifth week last year. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, for for Dak, he knows psychologically that when he's in the huddle with the first unit in Oxnard or now at, at the at the Star, that there's not going to be that any. This is not real football for him. It may be for the other twenty one guys on the field. But it's not for him. They're not tackling Dak Prescott. You know, they're not chasing him in, in, in sack. That's, that's just not happening. And it no. never –
2: and, and they don't – No. Because of the fact, they don't get there as quick either. I mean, I, I know that they're working at it and doing it 100% hundred and going full live out. But there's also some breaks on there, and they know when to hit those breaks. And, it's yeah, it's a total different animal.
1: So, you know, I'm kind of, I was thinking all along here, you kind of changed my mind. I was thinking all along here that, hey, it's not that big a deal whether he takes a snap or or two. And, and, you know, and then I was listening to Keyshawn Johnson, and he had some very valid points, you know. If he snapped 12, 15 snaps against the Texans, does that really carry over to Tampa on a Thursday night? But now I just want him to go do it just to say he did it and get it over with.
2: Yeah, that's that's my opinion. I, no, is it going to carry over and make him play better against Tampa? I don't think so. But he's been there, done that. He's seen it. And he mm-hmm. feels more comfortable in his head than anything else because
1: he's done it. All right. So uh, your thoughts. Uh, you, we'd like to know what you think. Uh, would you like to see Dak play in the, uh, in the exhibition game against the uh, Houston Texans on Saturday night? A game you can hear. On ESPN Central Texas, 662-1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. All right, some uh, other news and notes. We mentioned yesterday that John Gruden and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, well, it's not John Gruden doing it, but, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they they talked about masks for fans, uh, and, and they said that's just too difficult to police, it's just too difficult to enforce, so that's one of the reasons why they have elected to say, hey, look, you must be vaccinated to enter our stadium. And they're the second team in the NFL. And they won't be the last, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, to implement this rule. The uh, New Orleans Saints, as we mentioned, are going to do that. And that, that, of course, is directed from the from uh, from the from the mayor of New Orleans. But uh, the, the Raiders have said, hey, you've got to prove that you're vaccinated in order to, to be a part of uh, one of our football games. And John Gruden talked about it.
8: I just support the decisions that uh, are being made. Every state, every team is probably going to have a different view on this. I support uh, the decision that was made. I'll be anxious to see as many Raider fans as possible with no mask. Uh, That's what I'm excited about. They can make more noise that way. But I know it's a touchy subject for a lot of people, but I do support um, the direction we're heading, and I encourage everybody that I know to get the vaccine and, and come and join us.
2: Your thoughts? I'm I'm right there with him. I mean, you you support whatever decision is made, and you go on and move forward from it. I mean, there's there's nothing that you can say or do that changes anything. So you know why get up in arms about it? Um, I you know I I still haven't changed my mind on the fact that you know people are asking you to show a vaccine card to to get in somewhere. Uh, but that's my own personal deal. I you know I I'm not a, a, against vaccines. I I have the vaccine. I'm not ashamed to say that I have it, but I'm also, you know, I don't want to be asked for my vaccine card. I just don't. I don't don't think that that's where I want this country to head right now. But again, I don't want to get into that because it has
1: nothing to do with here and there, but that's my personal opinion. I, I kind of think John Gruden is right there with you. I, I I don't think John Gruden gives a hoot or a holler. He's trying to get a football team ready to play a game. Right. Uh, I don't think he – you know, somebody asked him. You know how that goes. Well, sure, and it won't be the last one. No, it won't. No, it won't. So, I, I think he gave a, a quick company line answer, and, and maybe he feels that way, maybe he doesn't. But you know what? He was not going to spend time – in that conversation. He's it's again, a waste of time. He's getting a football team ready to play in, in September, and that uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of where he went with that one. All right, and, and finally I want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Deshaun Watson thing. Is this – you coached – is this a distraction for the Houston Texans? Because Absolutely. David Culley gets asked about this every day, and it doesn't change. David Culley.
6: Deshaun's here. Uh, again, every day he's here. He comes in. He works. Uh, you know, he he does he does what we ask him to do, and uh, you know he's here every day and he's doing fine. But oh, what's he is he injured or? No, he's not injured. You know, he's just like you said. We each day we have a we come up each day and we have a thing for him, and uh, basically we got done what we needed to done yesterday in practice. Yes, is there a
8: specific
6: reason why he didn't practice? No, they, he got his work done yesterday. He just didn't get his work done when we were out here. We had a little different schedule yesterday than we had been, but he got his work in, and he's doing fine.
1: You guys are, he's still attending meetings, right?
6: Yes, he's doing everything, just like he has from day
1: one. He's just not practicing with the Houston Texans. But good gracious, how many ways are you going to ask that question? As many as they can get away with. He's, it's been asked. It has been answered. And... and Right Man. now, he's not participating with the team. They've got him on a basically a different different system and regiment, or whatever the case may be, and the, whatever they ask him to do, apparently he's going in there, getting it done, and and, and moving on. But Ward, it, it wouldn't the Houston media be the first to know if something changes with the Deshawn the Deshawn Watson situation. <sighs>
2: Don't you know? I I would think that it would leak out to them pretty quickly. I I would think. I, you know, I, I, I just think this is a huge distraction for the Texans. But look, they're playing for the first pick in the NFL. Make no mistake about it. That's a bad football team. Yeah, it's a bad, bad football team. Watson or no Watson,
1: that's a bad football team. Yeah.
2: So I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know that it really matters a whole lot. But if if I'm coaching that team, it matters to me because that's. I'm tired of answering that question. I'm tired of worrying about it. I, I don't know what you do about it because you're paying him too much money just to say, go sit over here. We don't need you because they absolutely do. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a mess for the Houston Texans to say the least.
1: All right, uh, it is 429. Coming up in a second, we are going to switch gears and talk a little college football. And uh, we'll do that in just a moment. But right now, we're going to talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business at 201 West Loop 340. Uh, make this the summer event, the 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star Edition with total values of 62.50, Or you can get that truck for 2.9% financing for 72 months. And this is the cool thing and an additional $2,000 in bonus cash. I, I When I hear the word bonus, I'm kind of excited. $2,000 in bonus cash, and that's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. And uh, also uh, make sure and, and check out this uh, summer event with the new 2021 Grand Cherokee Laredo. You can get total cash values of $3,500 or 0% for 84 months plus another $2,000 in bonus cash. That's just some of the terrific deals that are going on right now at Allen Samuels' Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Tingen, the guy's ready to see you and and, and really make you a deal. They're going to take care of you before the, the sale. They're going to take care of you during the sale, and I promise you they'll take care of you after the sale. 201 West Loop 340. It's Alan Samuels' Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business.
13: Yes, is Dallas Cowboys football 2021? Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Only heard here. here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. Seedy All season. 43 yards, a touchdown, and a touchdown dance. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Houston Texans live from AT&T Stadium on this
1: Dallas Cowboys radio network station. The Cowboys and the Texans Saturday night at six on ESPN Central Texas.
13: Last Chance Bar in Bellmead is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel.
4: Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment.
13: Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays.
4: Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bellmead.
13: Only minutes from I-35 and a short ride from downtown Waco.
4: With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality. For more
13: information and upcoming events, log on to Last Chance Bar
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The San Francisco 49ers waived quarterback Josh Rosen on Tuesday, sending the former number ten overall pick back to an uncertain football future. Dallas Cowboys Amari Cooper has not seen action since January 3rd. Cooper is set to see his first preseason action this Saturday when the Houston Texans visit AT&T Stadium for the third preseason game. The Big 12 announced the teams unable to play a fall game because of COVID-19 or any other reason will have to forfeit and be given a loss in the conference standings. Houston Astros continue on a three-game slide, losing to the Royals 3-1. Game three of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. The Rangers lose their series opener to Seattle 3-1. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 7 first pitch. And you can hear that game
0: on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, 434, welcome back into the program. Tom, Ward, Aaron, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program Jeff Tarpley from Giggum247sports.com. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Pretty good, guys. How are you all doing? Terrific. And let's just let's just dive right into this thing, Jeff. Uh, it has been a, a good couple of weeks on the recruiting front for Jimbo Fisher and the Texas Aggies. They have landed some quality, quality football players.
3: One of the things I think that people just don't understand about Jimbo Fisher, unless you've been around him, is that he's an extremely personable guy. He can relate to just about anybody in a one-on-one situation, regardless of whether it be a prospect, uh, a family member, uh, high school coach. just doesn't matter. He's a person that is going to make you feel at ease, make you feel at home, and be able to use that to sell his vision of what he wants for you, what you want for yourself, and also what you are going to do for Texas A&M. Uh, and in addition, people also forget that Jimbo Fisher is also an exceptionally bright guy. You know, you hear, you hear him talking in the press conference. In a, in a kind of a West Virginia accent going about 100 miles an hour. You kind of forget that when you look at all the things on a day-to-day basis, just all the the levers and strings he has to pull to get things done behind the scenes and, and sometimes out in front of the scenes as well. He's a guy that's always going to have a sound strategy in place to recruit well. He's going to have He's not afraid to go after anyone in the country, regardless of who they are, and he's got a set of assistants that he can use to target people. Whether it's based on the fact that they uh, that assistant recruits a certain area or that assistant coaches a certain area, and match that up with the prospect, so that eventually A&M can land
2: them. Aggies ranked six in the preseason polls. Is that about where you think they should be, and is that a little bit of a bulletin board material for for Fisher?
3: I don't think it's bulletin board material. He said, hey, you know, he he said multiple times in the offseason, hey, look, if you're going to be good, if people think you're going to be good, if you have high expectations for yourself, then that's going to you're going to have a target on your back, no matter what your rank, if you're anywhere inside of the top 10. And this is supposed to be a very, very good A&M football team. In fact, I would almost make the case that since they've got the majority of their roster back. Uh, They really didn't lose that many people. Now, of course, they did have the critical losses in the offensive line. Quarterback Kellen Mond is gone. They're going to have to be plugging in someone relatively inexperienced. But when you take all of that into consideration, uh, I don't know that they might not shouldn't be a little bit higher than that. Uh, You know, if you're going to rank Ohio State up there, lost their quarterback. If you're going to rank Alabama up there, lost their quarterback. Uh, you certainly should make the case that A&M might even be a notch or two higher than what they are.
2: When you look at the Aggies at that quarterback position, how do they fill that void for Kellen Mond right now? Is there somebody taking that step forward?
3: Well, I think the guy, I think most people believe the guy is going to be Haynes King, the second-year man from Longview. Uh, he, he put on a great show. Out at the uh, opening in Frisco uh, two years ago, he got a little bit of playing time last year. Didn't get to throw the you know he hadn't thrown the ball around a whole lot, but nonetheless he, he he's a great leader off of the off of the field. He's a guy that re- he's very relatable. He works really really hard both on and off the field. He's got plus athleticism. He's actually a guy who he ran track in high school. He's he. If you had to plug in another spot, you could play him at wide receiver and probably not skip a beat in terms of his overall athleticism.
1: Talking with not,
3: he's not as great of a passer, I think, as people would want. And and Zach Calzada, the the third-year Georgia product, probably uh, got him beat in that regard. Calzada's got a really, really quick release, but again, Calzada's excuse me, King's athleticism is what think is, is going to make the difference at
1: the end of the day. All right Jeff uh, I, I saw recently where, where Jimbo Fisher said he, he really likes collectively this freshman class that's you know that's on campus and, and going through camp with the varsity and, and all that good stuff. What have you seen from this freshman group and why is he so excited about this this group?
3: There's just so many athletes, good players from top to bottom, that are going to make their mark very, very soon. You know, at the last practice that we were allowed to visit on Sunday, four of the five offensive linemen were newcomers into the program. That's what kind of talent A&M brought in. They're plugging in a bunch of four- and five-star guys. They're trying to get them as many reps as possible because – They've got spots. They only had, I think, like nine scholarship linemen for the spring game. So 11 in total during the spring. So they've got guys who are really, really talented who can make a move. you got a running back like L.J. Johnson uh, from the Houston area who's already pushing for the number three running back spot. You've got the quality defensive line. Uh, Shamar Turner out of DeSoto. Uh, people thought he was going to you know, eventually be a replacement at DeMarvin for Marvin Leal defensive end. He's moved inside. He's doing really, really well there. Alvin Regis has joined him on the interior. Uh, a, a kid from Laporte. The, the defensive end spot that everybody kind of thought that would be his, would be his Demetri Adelaide from uh, the Houston area. Who's a nimble 290 pounder, one multiple reps against veteran players. Uh, you've got corners like Tyreek Chappelle and Deuce Harmon who are already making their presence felt uh, at cornerback. Uh, you could argue right now, Chappelle might be the, the fourth best cornerback on the team. So, Again, this is a class that has really, really good athleticism. Most of them have gotten really well developed during the summer program, and then even in the short time they've been on campus, they're going to be starting making maybe not as much playing time as some of the fans want them to get, but you'll be hearing from them throughout the course of
2: the season. Do you feel like that this Aggies football team, the offense revolves around Isaiah Spiller right now?
3: I think it revolves around the running game. I, I, you've got Spiller, who everybody knows from last year, thousand-yard rusher, only ten games. Uh, Cal running back, he proved to have the ability to carry the ball twenty-five, even thirty times in a game. Kind of a kind of a lost art, if you would say, due to his size and due his his physicality. But uh, Devonta Chain, who was the MVP of the Orange Bowl, he, he had some health issues last year ran track in the spring. That's how fast he is. He's a guy who, as he proved in that as being the Orange Bowl MVP, can be a breakaway threat, a home run threat, and maybe even a closer. You know, if you bang on – you know, people talk about using the, the big guy to close and bang on people. Uh, a chain might be the one who's the closer because he can break a game openly. Uh, you know, also I think it's easier for the, for the new offensive linemen that they've got, not just in the – On the the second unit, but they've got four new, you know, all five guys right now on the first unit are playing different spots, uh, or are newcomers to that unit. Uh, It's going to be easier for them to run block. I think that's the strength of the unit. So I think overall, what's going to happen is that you're going to see A and M do what they did last year: run the ball a lot, not put so much in the hands of a young quarterback as they
1: might have with a more experienced Kellen Moore talk with Jeff Tarpley from gigam247sports.com Jeff have you seen or is there any really news coming out when it comes when it comes to NIL the uh, the name image and likeness thing for the Aggies I mean are you seeing guys jumping into the into the fray if you will
3: they're not making it public, so to speak. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of that, at least, that's leaked. I think everybody is very, very aware of that. The players are very aware of it. I think most of all, Jimbo Fisher is very aware of it. He's very aware that it could be a distraction. I think A&M has handled everything very, very well. I think they've put together an organization to the point where Fish, where the players are going to be able to benefit, but Fisher is still going to be able to uh, keep his team you know, keep his team in check so to speak in terms of hey, you're you're getting these opportunities, but these
2: opportunities
3: come on the foot you have to make the most of them on the football field in order to get them off the field. I think he's doing a very, very good job of handling that so far.
2: What are the rumblings around college station about Texas joining the SEC?
3: Well I think the big thing was early on, and especially when the news broke, A and M had had it's its identity it kind of got caught up in the fact that it was the only Texas school in the SEC and it and it sold that not just as an athletic department but as a university and if you're recruiting on a national basis you, you not just Texas you're going in different places and going hey look you know we're, we play in the SEC in Texas it was like we're the only school in the SEC so it's definitely a positive because of all the all-Americans and, and high draft picks that the SEC produces. However, I think that what A&M is going to have to transition to is something that, again, is, is more akin to what they've been doing from a recruiting standpoint out of state. Not a, They won't be able to identify any longer as being the only Texas school in league. What they can do, however, is still sell the fact they're in the SEC, and they're going to have to shift gears and go, hey, we're in the SEC but we're also the, a winning program in the SEC, and we're going to compete for national championships come and join us. And I think that from here on, that's going to be A&M's message. And I actually think it's going to be a much better uh, wind up being a much better message for them than the one they used before.
2: So does this put us one step closer to the Thanksgiving Day
3: game? The SEC typically plays rivalry games on Thanksgiving. I think it when A and M got into the SEC, uh, the LSU didn't have an in-state rival. They were kind of hooked up with LSU. Uh, the Tigers and Aggies had had a history of non-conference games dating back to the '20s. So it, it was something on the surface that possibly uh, looked like it would have worked. The problem is, is that it never. They've had some good games. They had the seven overtime game, but it hadn't had the same intensity because. The guy in the office next to you or your neighbor, you know, in all likelihood, they didn't go to LSU. They went to Texas. Where, it, it, in the case of the Metroplex, they went to they went to Oklahoma. So, I think from that standpoint, it, it's it's much easier to have a rivalry when everything gets much more personal, personal like that. And for, from A and M standpoint, everybody else in the SEC tends to play their rivalry games on Thanksgiving. I a and M has kind of looked at it as, hey, we don't necess- you know we don't necessarily want, you know, we maybe we do this earlier in the season, but I think with the way everything is sh- shaken out in the SEC over the years in regard to rivalry games, I think eventually that's when the the we're gonna settle back in on that traditional Thanksgiving weekend day. I don't think it'll be Thanksgiving night, mind you, like it was for a while, but I do think it will be that weekend.
1: I hope so. It was always fun. Hey, Jeff, what are you uh, what are you working on for uh, Gigum Two Four Seven Sports right now?
3: Just you know, continuing to look at things, breaking them down as 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 they happen, so to speak. A uh, and M's A and M's practicing right now, of course, going through fall camp. You know, we we talk every day about hey you know this is what's you know this is what's going on this is what we're hearing you know this is what the quarterback situation's developing out at i wrote a long thing uh monday morning about all of that as well as you know some of the things i saw sunday some of the things i heard over the weekend and and met kind of merged all that together into one long one long article of course recruiting recruiting is 20 is 24 7 365 now and you just you, you can't you don't have a day go by without something going on in the world of recruiting. And in fact, you got to keep in mind too, Jimbo Fisher, I talked about how smart he was. A and M had a pool party, so to speak, get together for all the prospects for all the prospects are trying to sign in the next couple of classes. And there some of those prospects that were in camp on campus. They're gradually making their decisions in favor of A and M and they're doing it every few days. Well, how is that? Well, in all likelihood, Jimbo Fisher and his staff managed to get these guys committed when they were on campus previously, and now they're just leading. They're getting them to commit one at a time, not only to sit there and make it seem like every day that A&M is in the news, but also so that each prospect that commits to A&M gets their day in the sun. That's how smart Jimbo Fisher is
1: hey jeff we appreciate your time buddy thanks so much and uh we'll talk to you soon thanks guys appreciate you all having me on you bet have a good day that is uh jeff tarpley from gigum two four seven sports dot com I was just looking at some of the uh the recruits uh aaron was talking about the the kid from uh, from the academy in stockholm uh olstrom i believe is how you pronounce his name theodore but uh, you know they just got a kid uh Dion Bowie, out of uh out of georgia who is uh Rated number sixty overall and the number two athlete in the twenty twenty two class and uh, how about Bryce Anderson out of Beaumont Westbrook High School another quality player they're getting them right now Warden yeah and I think that was their fear when Texas came back to to uh, to the to, is moving to the SEC that you know maybe they're not going to be able to to dominate that recruiting thing uh, like they had in the past you well know. their
2: biggest concern was not being able to dominate the state of Texas that's right and and so you know being able to to get a couple here and there. I, you know, I, Look, I, I think that there, there's enough good athletes in the state of Texas to, to go around. I agree. Uh, and the fact of the matter is this, this is a good thing because more than anything, we need these Texas high school football players to, to stay, stay in the, the state.
1: state. Couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. And you know what? Some of our th- quote-unquote three-star guys, they can play at a lot of places. They sure. can play at a lot of places. We've got good football players. And, and just because they're not at a 6A high school, they may not get the same attention, but we've got good football players all over this state. Absolutely. Plenty of them. Go get them. Go find no them. No doubt. So, all right. Uh, it is a 450, 10 away from 5. And, the uh, by the way, the bottom just dropped out here at the old radio station. So <laughs> it is raining. Uh, we're going to take a second. We're going to talk about our our friends at Goodfeet uh, in the Central Texas Marketplace. You know, if um, – if if those shoes that you're wearing right now uh don't have the proper arch support, your feet, your knees, your hip and your back could be uh, could ha- could have pain. And and it may not be your hip or your back or your knees. It could be the arch support that, that you're getting or not getting if you will from the shoes that you're wearing. And so why not go over to Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, check them out and let them take a look and see if you need a little help with with uh, with their art support program, and and we and we again, it's not just art supports for your shoes. It it truly is a program. It is a total body wellness program, a, a, a premier pain relief product. It, it's and that's the best way I can describe it. And when and again, you may not need it. You may need it. We we don't know, but and you're not going to know until you go over and and go through the free consultation and the free fitting. And, and then let them help you make that decision. And we're talking about three different kinds of, uh, of inserts for your shoes. They've got a strengthener, which does just exactly that. It strengthens your arches. It, it makes you feel better. Then they got a maintainer that you go through the day with, and then in the evening you got a relaxer. And it's they all serve a specific purpose when it comes to your wellness. So check them out today. They're at uh, Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Tune in to John Morris' Big 12 Football Previews here on the Home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews.
0: Weekdays here on the Home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas.
1: The monster trucks are coming. Are you ready for some mud? The Mud Fest is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds Friday and Saturday, August 20th and 21st. The Riesel Lions Club is proud to announce the return of the 2021 McClendon County Mud Fest, featuring side-by-side drag racing in the mud with some of the fastest mud dragsters on the planet. Plus mega trucks. Come watch the 2,500 horsepower monster trucks chair up the all-new redesigned course with bigger jumps than ever before. These monster mega trucks will have you on the edge of your seat as they battle it out. Tough trucks, UTV side-by-side racing, and mega truck freestyle is sure to press kids power wheel races and much much more gates open at six show starts at seven both nights it's the mcclennon county mud fest august 20th and 21st at the reese lions club fairgrounds buy your tickets at the gate twenty dollars for adults ten dollars for kids ages five to twelve and four and under are free event is be Wild be with a ten dollar cooler charge hands only please limited seating is available so bring a lawn chair special thanks to rdo equipment smoke trucking and united roads
14: of my
2: Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate, Universal or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I
14: love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
0: Time now for the Ranger Roundup. Brought to you
1: by Caleo Wealth Management Group. Well, the Rangers drop another one last night. Uh, they lose to the Seattle Mariners by a final of 3-1. to one. Now, I will say this, Ward. Uh, for Texas, they got a very solid pitching performance from Hearn. He he went five innings, gave up two runs. They were earned on, on five hits. He struck out two. He did not walk about her He did hit one guy. Gave up one extra base hit, which was a double. Uh, but really, when you limit your opponents in five innings to – to uh, five hits and, and one free base, you, you've given yourself a chance to win.
2: Yeah, and that's what they're looking for, finding guys like that that can eat up some innings and do some positive things and give them an opportunity. And, you know, last night you you have to look at that as as a positive for that pitching rotation.
1: There's no question. And that was one of the kids that they kind of slid in. He was not – you know, we, we talked about a potential six-man rotation or how they're going to move guys in and out of the rotation. Uh, to, to get them innings, and, and he was one of them. So I thought he went out and did well. Offensively, his club's just not very good, and we've talked about that a million times. And they produced one run. It was Andy Ibanez who hit a uh, a home run for the Rangers. Swung on in a high drive to left field.
8: Fraley back in the track at the wall, leaps up, out of here! Just beyond the 372 mark, and Andy Ibanez with another home run in the Rangers. Get another from a rookie for a Banez
1: number five from a rookie number 49, and this game is tied at one. I had to tell you everything you need to know about the Rangers. The uh, Rangers have got 49 home runs from rookies. That means they're playing a lot of them. Yeah. That That's does. what that means. That, absolutely, and as they should. Yeah. So the Rangers lose three to one to Seattle, and uh, they're back in action tonight at six thirty. And by the way, our stat of the day: Rangers rookie infielder Andy Abanez went two for three in the game uh, as the uh, Rangers open up a series with Seattle. It was his first multi-hit game since August the first, and uh, there you go. So Andy Abanez, uh going two for three, and that, I believe that was the only extra base hit of the night for the Rangers, who only collected six hits. Six mm. hits. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is the pitching staff only gave up six hits, but Seattle scores three and Texas scores one, and the Rangers drop a 3-1 decision to the Seattle Mariners. Is this still a fun team to watch? Not so much, yeah. but, I mean, it, it was early. And, and Again, I still think they're kind of fun because you don't know who's going to be in the lineup, and and, and they're going to play some different people, and, Again, I, I get tickled when I start to think about the September call-ups. I mean, who's left to call up? I mean, <laughs> that that can that can seriously contribute. Uh, I, I don't think there's many left. I no, mean, I don't either. They move guys out of here, which you know, and they're going to move some more. I mean, I, you heard the other day uh, who was on with us? Uh, wasn't Jeff? It was, uh, I was trying to think uh, who was on the well, on the show with us the other day that, that mentioned that there may only be three or four guys on this entire 40-man roster that are going to be Rangers a it year was, from it now. was Jeff Wilson. Was, was it? Okay. So, yeah, Jeff Wilson from, uh, uh, from up in the Metroplex covers the Rangers and uh, talks uh, Ranger baseball with us. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what this Rangers looks like. And, and again, I, I think the process, and you mentioned it the other day, and I totally agree with you. I think the process is going to take a while, a lot longer than most Ranger fans are willing, you know. Look, they haven't had a good year in several. Yeah, you know, I mean, you might as well be used to it by now, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's just, man, that losing's hard to take. I, I, I don't care if it's checkers or if it's Major League Baseball. I can't
2: stand losing. It seems like a long time ago when we were in the ballpark watching them play for the uh, championship and then turn around and get into the World Series. I mean, that place was rocking. It was so much fun, and it, it almost it feels like ages I guess it was ages ago but it man it it keeps getting further and further away from from where we were and in all reality it really wasn't that long
1: ago till they were doing that I think we went to the very last ranger playoff game that the rangers had played and and I I went purposely to say you know what I want to make sure I see this because I don't know if I'll see it again (laughs) feels like that now absolutely it does all right uh it's the 5 o'clock, in. we're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to jump in and talk some Cowboy football again with Kyle Yeomans, and we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Recently on the John Moore Show. Jay Sedwick, former Baylor
6: kicker. Yeah, so I, I had actually tried out that summer, and I didn't make the team. <laughs> Probably because on my first pick, I actually knocked the starting long snapper unconscious by hitting him with the football. True story.
7: No,
10: dead serious. That is a true story. I I I was so nervous. I kicked the ball so low that it hit him in the back of the head. And shockingly, I didn't make the team. And so I went
7: to
12: Baylor
10: as a normal student. And then, uh, yeah,
2: when, when your day was towards ACL, I found my way up to one of the coaches' offices and said, <laughs> hey, I'm still here. And then the next day or so, they said, hey, we're going
7: to do a tryout. And I uh, God's great. I didn't knock anyone unconscious that time.
0: Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears,
6: ESPN Central Texas.
2: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's time now for The Naked
8: Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity.
4: I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat.
15: That's just because he goes to Pick Up Outfitters.
4: Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad.
15: Will Amanda and Justin find
8: happiness? Will Brad go to Pick Up Outfitters? Tune in again to The, the Naked truck. truck. Brought to you
0: by Pick Up Outfitters. 220 Lakeview Drive in Waco. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios.
1: Just after 5 o'clock here at ESPN Central Texas. Drive safely if you're on your way home today. We got rain in the heart of Texas and lots of it in. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, we, I mean, again, it has. We we cannot complain about the rain. We've had plenty of it this summer, and that is good stuff. All right, our five o'clock hour this afternoon is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company, currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and. All of the uh, openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply for these jobs at 7601 Imperial Drive. And, and remember, as we've mentioned, if you miss any any uh, portion of the show or if you just want to go back and catch part of it, you can check out our social media sites. We've got uh, the audio posted there. And, of course, you can go to syntexsportsfan.com. Let's talk Cowboys football. Let's do it with our good friend Kyle Yeomans. And, Kyle, first of all, on behalf of all of us, uh, I just want to tell you what a great job I thought uh, you did the other night uh, – in the Cowboy Arizona broadcast, I, I thought you were outstanding.
7: Well, thank you very much. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, especially since uh, our broadcast was on in Waco. It was a part of the the affiliates that that we were able to send those out to. So, man, I got a ton of compliments from from friends and family back in the Central Texas area because that's always, I mean, that's always going to be home for me. So, it means a little bit more when I hear that from coming from you guys and those from the the Waco and Central Texas area.
1: All right, let's go. We're we're all over the place with this Dak Prescott thing. Does he play? Does he not play? If he doesn't play, does it matter? If he plays, does it matter? What's your take? And what what's the staff saying?
7: So the staff right now, and that's really what it, what matters to be heard, is that it doesn't matter whether or not he plays. And he's probably not going to play. So that's, that's ultimately what you're hearing from the staff. If you were to ask me, though, I, I'm kind of along the same lines. It's more of get him ready for September 9th. Get him ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one when things really do count. Uh, it, and the only reason I, I have any pause about a quarterback not playing in the preseason is the fact that he hasn't played since week five of last season. If it were anything different, in terms of uh, the playing time or in terms of who it was because he is entering year six of his deal uh, in the NFL, I wouldn't necessarily bother with him in the preseason regardless. The only reason I would like for him to get those snaps is if is the fact that he hasn't played because of the compound fracture in the ankle, and, and ultimately that's uh, that's something that you would want to see are those live reps. But it looks like it's going to have to wait until week one until you see those live reps, and that's probably – uh, it's worrisome for Cowboys fans, but it's definitely not worrisome for this coaching staff.
2: Kyle, is it worrisome that he's still not taking a heavy workload in practice, though? Still not throwing a, quite a lot and not taking a whole lot of reps? Or is that just still normal aspects for Dak Prescott?
7: I think he kind of goes along with the same lines of being cautious uh, more than anything. and And we had seen him kind of work back into – Uh, at least the throwing portion of practice where he's working with the quarterbacks, he's going through the drills, he's using the footwork, uh, throwing on the run, even though it may not be uh, a long throw here and there, they still haven't thrown him into team drills. And and you got to remember the first time that he saw team action was the first practice that he ended up leaving because of the shoulder strain. And uh, it was the first padded practice of, of team drills that he had uh, had to leave prematurely. So, I, it is a little bit interesting to think, okay, we haven't had him work back in, but I think it does kind of go along with the same lines. Is they really feel comfortable of where he is mentally, where he will be when he does get back out on the field, and why push things if if they're not necessarily worried about the reps overall.
2: When you look at this defense right now, the defensive line, how is it coming together for you? Uh, I know this morning they, they were pretty active on the defensive line, but – Mm-hmm. Is this defensive line where it needs to be yet, or is it still a work in progress?
7: From the edge rusher spot, I definitely think they are where they need to be. I mean, you have Randy Gregory and Dorrance Armstrong that in practices are borderline dominant. Uh, and, and sure, that might be a little worrisome for the the offensive tackle portion of practice, and they're doing it against guys like Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. This isn't against Terrence Steele, Tyon Zeki, and – uh, Brandon Knight out there. I mean, they are going up against the ones and showing out pretty much every snap. So that's encouraging from a defensive line standpoint. I felt a lot better about the D tackles last week than I do right now. Uh, you have uh, the injury to Neville Gallimore that certainly throws a wrench into things as he left uh, with that apparent left arm injury uh, in the Arizona game. Luckily, his diagnosis was not nearly uh, as extensive as it once uh, once looked like it would be. Uh, and the Cowboys should get him back somewhere in the middle of the first week, or excuse me, not first week, but first month of the regular season. And that is a uh, a win, I think, for that that staff overall. Uh, but after that, I mean, what do you really have, especially from a three-technique standpoint? Both Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore are going to miss uh, a significant amount of time. Uh, the one technique spot right now looks pretty solid because Carlos Watkins has had a really good training camp and uh, continued that momentum into the preseason for the limited amount of time that he's seen and then you've got Brent Urban that's kind of mixed in there as well at three techniques so you have guys which is great but of course last year we showed just because you have guys doesn't mean you could stop a, an offense and uh, the interior of that uh, that defensive line was a worry last year. It was one of the worst in the NFL, and I think right now without Neville Gallimore, without Tristan Hill, which seemingly are your top two guys on the depth chart, I think there is a bit of a question mark surrounding that area.
1: It, it, it's rookie. It's, it's free agents. Uh, it, it's, does that mm-hmm. cause for the Cowboys maybe to look at somebody on another roster at that three-tech? You know, it's
7: It's tough uh, to really say that because you have other areas of, of question already. I mean, what about backup quarterback? Is Garrett <laughs> Gilbert enough for you uh, to go look elsewhere? What about corner? I guess corner, you, you feel pretty set uh, over what you've, you've got throughout the, the offseason. Maybe uh, maybe defensive tackle is that area. Maybe that's that's where you go and look. Uh, out on the free agent market, but what are you really going to find that fits into your price range that's really going to make an impact? I think the signings of Carlos Watkins and Brent Urban fit that mold pretty perfectly as guys uh, that aren't going to break the bank, but can come in and make a significant impact. You would need another guy like that uh, to come in. and, And especially at this point in the process, and when teams are already getting into the preseason and really know who their guys are, if they're going to hit the open market, it's most likely going to either, one, cost you a pretty penny as a cap casualty, or two, not necessarily fit the mold of a guy who's going to make an immediate impact.
2: Kyle, after the Arizona game, is there more questions on the depth of this offensive line, like at center and swing tackle right now? Especially
7: at center, yes. When I think 100% there are questions, because you saw just how tough it is for a guy like Connor Williams, even as good as he is at the left guard spot. Uh, to come in and play center. I mean, that is a different animal. And and Ward, I mean, a guy like yourself who has coached the game at a high level previously would know that's not an easy switch for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not uh, really, that's not like going from outside wide receiver to playing in the slot. I mean, that is a a completely different job. The timing, uh, the responsibilities, uh, the really the the strength that it takes to play that position uh, is different from the guard spot. And I think, Connor Williams is learning that. And and I don't think that experiment is necessarily over uh, just because of the hiccups that he has had in the middle of the preseason. I think you're still going to see plenty of him at the center spot, but man, it it really does throw a wrench into things of maybe we should look at that spot because behind Tyler Biotis, you've got Connor Williams and Matt Farniak as your only two guys uh, who at least at the moment on the depth chart look like they can play center and neither have had a snap at center in a regular season game in the NFL in their career so far. So maybe that is one of the areas, much like we talked about defensive tackle, that they have to go out and find. But once again, they're severely limited in terms of the capital that they can use.
1: Talking with Kyle Yeoman to the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle, you know, we none of us really pay attention to the score because we know in these exhibition games, preseason games, I mean, we know. But I, I, I am starting to get a little concerned on just how just lack of cohesiveness, I guess, is the word I'm looking for in in, in both units. I mean, offense and defense, I, it just doesn't look good right now.
7: Yeah, I think defensively you could probably feel a little better about what you've seen uh, because, I mean, you look at the run defense right now, it looks much improved against two teams that uh, seemingly wanted to establish the run, at least in these preseason games with Najee Harris Uh, in Pittsburgh, and then, of course, with Eno Benjamin, uh, Kenyon Drake and company with that Arizona game last week. So I I think the defense I feel much better about. You haven't seen a ton of broken plays. You haven't seen the big play give it up. And I think the communication from that side of the football has certainly seen an uptick underneath Dan Quinn, and I think that's encouraging to see. Offensively, I would agree, though, as well. I mean, third down, red zone. These are things that in 2020 were a big bugaboo for the Cowboys offense. And Kellen Moore had the answer to questions about the third down offense and with the red zone efficiency last year. And neither one have really shown any sorts of improvement. Now, you've got to remember that more guys are sitting on the offensive side than there are guys sitting on the defensive side as term in terms of your starting caliber players i mean amari cooper hasn't seen any time michael gallup and cd lamb have been very limited your offensive line hasn't really seen any time especially when it comes to zach martin and tyron smith so there is a lot of growth still to be had on that offensive side of the football but you got to remember personnel wise the defense has had more to work with than the offense has through the first two preseason games which is why i really do want to see what happens this week against the texans with the quote-unquote dress rehearsal you should see more guys out there probably not Dak Prescott but the majority of your starters should out be out there on the offensive side of the football so hopefully you do end up seeing an uptick uh, in the communication the co- cohesiveness that you expect out of that side of the ball
1: well I was just going to say how how much of a dress rehearsal is it really when you're not going to have Zeke and you're not going to have Dak and you know who, who knows how much Amari Cooper plays if any Is it truly a dress rehearsal? And should we look for this team to be a little more polished on the offensive side of the ball? Uh,
7: I would think so. I think you're probably going to see a really good amount of starters. And and even though it may not be Dak or Zeke, Amari Cooper said yesterday that he's planning to play. You're going to see maybe one or two more series than normal for CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. I think both tight ends, maybe not Blake Jarwin, or excuse me, Dalton Schultz, as he's been kind of dealing with a bit of an ailment. But I think Blake Jarwin will probably see more playing time. And then the offensive line, I think, is the biggest addition. Uh, I I do expect Zach Martin to play. Now, that hasn't been confirmed. That's just basically a guess uh, and and an estimate on my part. I think you'll see Zach Martin play. I think Tyron Smith will see a series. I think Lyle Collins will continue to play. So you'll see probably the starting five up front, which is a huge plus uh, to really get to see what you have behind guys like maybe Garrett Gilbert and Tony Pollard, who uh, may not be your starting guys at those positions, but if they have everybody around them, that's going to be the best look that this coaching staff receives all year.
2: Kyle Yeomans with the Dallas Cowboys Network with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, you mentioned it a few minutes ago. Let's go ahead and open up that box. The Garrett Gilbert and Danucci, uh, after their performance on uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, are the Cowboys paying a little more attention to the waiver wires now?
7: I think you will see some attention shift that direction, but I really have been impressed, and I think the, the front office has been impressed, by the way that Garrett Gilbert has run things. And and even though he hasn't had the finishing of drives that you would want to see in the preseason, I, I still think they feel comfortable with what he could provide uh, as a backup quarterback, and, and more importantly, I think, with the price tag that he comes with. Because you can say all you want that a Nick Foles is going to come uh, become available. Of course, you saw Josh Rosen uh, come available as he was cut uh, a couple days ago. Uh, either one of those guys may not give you exactly what Garrett Gilbert can give you or maybe gives you more, but their price tags are going to be very uh, very different than the one that Gilbert does have. Uh Josh Rosen specifically, he may not give you exactly what Garrett Gilbert's already shown you he can have on the field, but he may be cheaper, so maybe that's an option, but I I still don't necessarily feel like the Cowboys are, are interested in that. So even though these quarterbacks are kind of going to come available, I don't know if they'll be as good of a fit as what three has shown you back behind center and the way that he's played throughout the preseason.
1: Kyle, uh, man, man, we do appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for for being with us uh, again. Uh, a lot of fun watching you on Saturday night uh, in that game with Arizona. And what, what what's your uh, what's your assignment this week?
7: It's the same thing. So pregame starts at six p.m. Central Time. You can catch that down in the Waco, Central Texas area. It'll be on Fox forty four starting mm-hmm. at six p.m. So you can catch that, and then I'll be on the sideline uh, for the rest of the television broadcast as well, and a little bit of halftime work. We've got some really cool interviews on the sideline this week with players. Mike McCarthy at halftime again, so uh, lots to look for for Cowboys fans in the Central Texas area.
1: All right, Kyle, thanks so much, and uh, have fun Saturday night. Appreciate you guys as always. Y'all have fun. Talk to you soon. That is Kyle Yeomans uh, with the Dallas Cowboy Network, and uh, he'll be on the uh, he'll be on the telecast when the uh, Cowboys take on the Texans. And of course, uh, you can hear the game right here on ESPN Central Texas as well. Don't forget tomorrow; it's Lunch with a Legend featuring john morris john morris rather the voice of the bears and that'll be coming up tomorrow uh at uh, the texas sports hall of fame if you need more information uh you can uh, give us a ring here at the radio station and uh, we're going to be there looking forward to it should be a lot of fun and uh, jerry hill is going to be the moderator and uh, it's uh, all brought to you by the baylor alumni and association so it should be fun looking forward to it lunch with the legend and uh just a little q a with john and should be a lot of fun and He'll, uh, he'll do a little reminiscing and uh, look, maybe even look forward to uh, look ahead to uh, what's, uh, what's coming up this, uh, this football season. And you know uh, heck, it'd be a lot of fun just to listen to, listen to him talk about the, uh, the run of the national championship a year ago. So that'll be coming up tomorrow over at the Texas Sports. Hall of Fame. It is a 5:20. We're 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. This is ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are going to uh, step aside right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little Big 12 football. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas.
14: Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. We'll tell you about the team's five roster moves right after this.
11: Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com.
0: This year, we can all agree that positive energy is more important than ever. That's why Reliant and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up and focusing our energy on powering the North Texas community. We're working together to support students with scholarships and educational programming, honoring outstanding teachers with classroom grants, and providing utility assistance for those who need it most. Cowboys Nation has always been a source of positive energy. Reliant proud energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys.
14: Yesterday was the first mandatory NFL roster cut down, and the Cowboys released former Texas Longhorn receiver Brennan Eagles as well as cornerback Kyron Brown. Aggie linebacker Anthony Hines was waived injured, and fullback Shea Woe Olana Lua of TCU and cornerback Reggie Robinson were placed on season-ending injured reserve. The good news is safety Malik Hooker, a former Colts first-rounder, is practicing after missing 14 games last year with a torn Achilles. He's alongside safety DeMonte KZ, who also missed most of last year with the same injury. Hooker said it's led to a new nickname for the duo.
12: The Achilles brothers, you know, we all got the same goal set, which is to bring wins to this organization.
14: If you missed last night's Hard Knocks episode, there's a rerun tonight on HBO. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 60% chance of scattered showers and maybe a thunderstorm. Lows fall to 76 degrees. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. Again, a 20% chance of a passing shower, a high of 94. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. It'll be a dry day with a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
13: This is Dallas Cowboys football ball. 2021 Prescott in the gun they've only heard
6: here deep
13: ball by Prescott man all at the goal line CD Land. all season 43 yards a touchdown and a touchdown dance Saturday night it's your Cowboys and the Houston Texans live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys Radio Network station The
1: Cowboys and the Texans Saturday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas
0: I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN
2: Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The San Francisco 49ers waived quarterback Josh Rosen on Tuesday sending the former number 10 overall pick back to an uncertain football future. Dallas Cowboys Amari Cooper has not seen action since January 3rd. Cooper is set to see his first preseason action this Saturday when the Houston Texans visit AT&T Stadium for the third preseason game. The Big 12 announced the teams unable to play a fall game because of COVID-19 or any other reason will have to forfeit and be given a loss in the conference standings. Houston Astros continue on a three-game slide losing to the Royals 3 to 1, game 3 of that series tonight 7:10 first pitch. The Rangers lose their series opener to Seattle 3 to 1. Rangers and Mariners again tonight 7:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central
0: Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios.
1: All right, 526, 26 after 5. Tom and Ward and Aaron taking you home here on a wet, rainy Wednesday afternoon. Now, Ward, we talked about this briefly yesterday. I, I want to get your thoughts, uh, just your overall thoughts on this. That if, and it's the Big, th- big 12 basically... Following in suit, following suit with everybody else in college football. Quite frankly, it, if you cannot field a football team, it's going to be a forfeit this year. And, and if you both can't field a football team, it's going to be a just a no game. But if you can't field a team for whatever reason, COVID nineteen, whatever the case may be, it's it's a forfeit. Are are you good with that?
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. So am I. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine with it. That's that's just, I mean, that's where we are. I, I think it's better than trying to scramble and and find an open day and and then it 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 just throws everything off and it's it's really it's a disadvantage to you know both teams because of the fact that okay maybe you push it to Monday or Tuesday or whatever it may have to be and then you've got a short week all of a sudden mm-hmm. to try to get ready for your next opponent so
1: and then cuz you know specific- and they
2: have a short week trying to get ready for you because they don't have that game film now
1: right and, and, you know, I was thinking about it. it. It happened a lot in high school last year. And, and you had the one district playing every five days once they were able to all get healthy. Yeah. How difficult is that to get your legs out, uh, get your legs back under you and get ready to go? And I know they're high school kids, but I don't care. It's a physical football game.
2: Yeah, it, it's a disadvantage from the physicality portion of it and the mental part of it. I mean, there there's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, – I don't – I'm fine. If you can't get ready to play, you know, that's awful, and I feel bad for you. But you shouldn't penalize the the team that is ready to play by just saying, okay, now you're going to have to wait to play them.
1: Just you get a W. Yeah. So, anyway, that is the rule. That's what the Big 12 has elected to do. The Big 12 Conference has set its game threshold policy. Now, I will say this, not to interrupt you, Uh be ready. That might change. Well, yeah, I think it's fluid because if this thing – has a huge outbreak and you have multiple teams and multiple conferences all across the country mm-hmm. that all of a sudden can't play you got to rethink it yeah i think a- so and again i think we're in a look th- this is again last year was really foreign territory if you will and, and i still think it is right now i think this is a fluid thing and if it, you know if and again if this happens to multiple teams and multiple leagues i think they have to rethink how they how they go about it. But I also think that they're saying, hey, look, the vaccine is there. If you choose not to take the vaccine, that's your business. But we're going to move on. And I think that's kind of the message right now here in the middle of August. We'll see how it it goes when we're in the middle of September and the middle of October. We'll see. But anyway, that is the rule there. All right, 529, stay with us. We're going to switch gears, talk some high school football. Clint Zander, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, joins us next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football lives here.
6: Slipping one man. It's Snead. He's into the end zone. Wow, what a move. He's shotgun. He's pressured, and he's down. Hit by Bernard. He's ready. Pass is caught touchdown Bears Snaps, intercepted this will be a pick six into the end zone oh right. he's got Abner for a touchdown
0: listen all season long on your home for Bears football ESPN Central Texas
4: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre.
14: I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Goodfeet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain.
4: Stop by the Goodfeet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Goodfeet.
2: Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
1: MAKE THE SUMMER SALES EVENT IS ROCKING AT ALLEN SAMUELS WITH THE 2021 RAM 1500 QUAD CAB Lone STAR WITH TOTAL VALUES UP TO 5250 OR 2.9% FOR 72 MONTHS PLUS A THOUSAND DOLLARS BONUS CASH. THE 1500 CREW CAB HAS THE TOP SAFETY RATING AND IS RANKED NUMBER ONE IN FULL SIZE PICKUP TRUCKS. ALLEN SAMUELS, 201 WEST Loop 340. COME BY, LET'S BE FRIENDS. SEE DEALER FOR DETAILS. ALL OFFERS HAVE CREDIT REQUIREMENTS.
4: For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today.
11: Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender.
13: My money, my future, my credit union.
9: Genco!
15: Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with pay starting at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging at $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401K, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. An equal opportunity employer including
0: disability and vet. Now back to the Alan Samuel
1: Studios.
5: All
1: right, five thirty-three. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Drive safely on your way home. We have rain here in the heart of Texas uh, in the middle of August. How about that? We're joined now by the uh, head football coach uh, and uh, athletic director of the uh, Bosqueville Bulldogs, Coach Clint Zander. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Terrific. We appreciate the time. How how has the rain affected your practice today?
12: Uh, well, it cut us about 30 minutes short, 45 minutes short. We, we got fortunate that we got a little bit of work in before uh, the lightning came around 4.15. So, uh, you know, we got some work done, but, you know, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> so, so, I mean, so you didn't move into the gym and, and finish up, you just uh... –
12: well, volleyball was in the gym. Ah. Our other other gym got a little construction going on, finishing up. So uh, we didn't really have a whole lot of options.
1: All right, I got you. So as far as your scrimmage coming up this weekend, it, it, did I read where you are? You're moving the scrimmage over to uh, to La Vega.
12: Yes, sir. Uh, I contacted Coach Hoffman over at Mart uh, yesterday and asked him if his field was finished. They're getting some new turf, and he said it wasn't. And so he kind of got on the horn and, and called over to La Vega and Coach Hyde over there is gracious enough to let us use their place cause they're going to be over at China Springs. So it kind of worked out, uh, good for us. You know, we still get a good scrimmage in and don't have to worry about wet turf and tearing fields up and it's not too far a drive either. So it, it worked out good.
2: Coach, what are you looking for in that first scrimmage?
12: Uh, second scrimmage, but you know, main main thing and I think everybody would say is to come out healthy. Uh, especially right now we're pretty low in numbers, but, uh, you know you want to see kids execute things the right way, hopefully limit assignment errors and uh play with effort and if we get that, we can fix the rest of the stuff uh, you know it's sometimes in scrimmages you don't scout people, so uh, it's a little foreign and sometimes it starts off kind of bad and hopefully you get better throughout the throughout the night. And that's kind of what happened last week we We weren't really flowing very well offensively early on, but we figured out you know kind of what they were running defensively and Offensive line uh, started creating some holes. So, you know, play hard, do your assignment, and, and uh, we can fix the rest of it.
1: Talking with Clinton Zander from Bosqueville, Coach. Yeah, obviously you have a, a difficult district schedule. And I was just looking at your overall schedule. Talk about your philosophy of putting your schedule together. You two quality scrimmages, some some quality non-district opponents. Uh, this is this is an interesting and, and fun schedule you put together
12: well yeah you know sometimes uh you don't really have a choice in the matter uh you know we've been fortunate enough to have some some, some success and and uh you know at, the more success you have the harder it is to schedule games and uh you know a lot of people go through it uh it's just part of it and you try to find some games that you can compete in and you know, not be totally outmatched or not totally outmatched someone else and uh because you, you, know, obviously the ultimate goal is to get better each week and and be ready to roll when district gets here. And, and so, you know, I, I figured if, if you're scrimmaging in Lexington and, and scrimmaging in Mart, those are two of the best programs uh, around. Uh, we got one of the little preseason polls, and I, I think Lexington's picked to get beat in the quarterfinals. And and Mart, you know, always plays deep, and and uh, was in the state title game last year, so. Uh, those are definitely two good scrimmages and then we move into clifton who has been really good the last couple of years and and uh holland who's plays tough and been good in their division uh they're in a tough region so they hadn't made it real far but you know my my goal is hopefully to to get a couple games we we feel like we can win some that we got to play really good to win and and uh hopefully our kids get better doing
1: it. I was going to ask you, what is your philosophy as far as your non-district schedule is concerned?
12: Yeah, you know, really that's it. You, know, you don't want to, you don't want to get blown out every week. Uh, and sometimes it depends on what kind of team you have coming back. Uh, you know, games are scheduled on a two-year rotation uh, along with UIL realignment. So sometimes you you may be coming off a really good group and you're going to be down the next year. And so you got to plan for those things and, And uh, like I said, you want to be competitive games and games you feel like you can win and compete in. And, you know, a couple of their their opponents are better than you traditionally or higher divisions. And, you know, you want to be able to hopefully go play well and win those games. So that's kind of how I approach it. And uh, sometimes it works out that way and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Clint, you you mentioned your numbers were were down a little bit, and and we've talked to a lot of guys that have said the same thing. Is that COVID related? Do you think? I really don't know. I wish I
12: did. Uh, you know, as far as our situation, we graduated sixteen seniors last year, and we've only got six this year. Uh, that's one major difference. So uh, we've got about three or four freshmen that played last year as eighth graders that aren't playing. Uh, but really, besides that, we're we're not missing anybody. That you know, kids aren't just Quentin, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, they're just not, not, not necessarily football guys, and, and you know, that's okay. Uh, small schools go through that, and uh, we'll, we'll play with what we got and coach what we got and try to win some football games.
1: When you look at your football team uh, through, the, through fall camp and, and your summer workouts and, and fall camping through your, your first scrimmage, uh, wh- what are you seeing from your football team?
12: I, I see we got a bunch of guys that are playing their tails off. They're playing hard. And, uh, you know, we've got some talent, obviously. Uh, offensive line is looking pretty good. Uh, we've got one spot that we still got to shore up and, and figure out who's going to be ultimately there. But uh, running back, we, we moved the kid from receiver to running back because uh, the kid we planned to play at running back had a little knee surgery in the summer. So he, he looked really good. In the scrimmage, the kid we moved back there. So, you know, that's a bright point. And uh, then if we get a running back, we can put him back out there at receiver. So, uh, you know, it's just, we've got a few parts we can move, uh, We just don't have a, a lot of depth. So uh, I, I'm really happy with what I've seen so far.
1: Is that one of the things you got to do w- when, you, when you're when you kind of thin on numbers is have guys that can, can be flexible and do different things for you?
12: Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, it, uh, kids got to plug and play. And, uh, you know, I, we've got one kid that we're working at, a couple different defensive positions and so he practices one and when he gets out of there we rotate the other one and and we got several kids like that uh, on on defense and offense That you know especially our receivers those guys are interchangeable all four positions and and so uh, because at this, this level you obviously every level you want your best 11 out there you can have and so when somebody comes down, goes down, you got to be able to move kids around and, and still operate. And, and I think our kids have done a really good job of picking things up and, and stepping into those roles.
1: Hey, coach, thanks. Uh, enjoyed it and appreciate the, the time today. And, and we'll visit with you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Clint Zander, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, and that's a program that just you know just when you stop and look, it's uh, they're consistently winning football games, and then you turn around and you look and consistently (laughs) winning a lot of baseball games and made it to the state tournament. I mean, it's just when – I, Ward, to me, and we've talked about this a lot, winning breeds winning. And and in these these programs where these kids play multiple sports, I really believe that that uh, is the case, winning breeds winning. No no doubt. And
2: you get into having the opportunity to have those – younger guys on the freshman and JV compete with them on a daily basis because they're running scout teams, it becomes contagious. And you get that tradition going that way and being able to do that, especially in the small schools when, you know, there's not as many numbers. So you have to use those guys maybe a little bit more. And, you know, it it does become a little bit of, you know, kind of what we said earlier yesterday or day before. I can't remember. We were talking about some programs. You know, you don't want to be that class right yeah you don't you don't want to be known as oh well that's the class that messed it up for everybody
1: <laughs> yeah I get you I got you it's a 541 19 away from six and uh coming up in a minute we're gonna get to our uh, our grab bag and We'll do that for you here in a couple of minutes on ESPN Central Texas. Our 5 o'clock hour brought to you by Verse Lift. We're in the uh, Alan Samuel Studios, and we're nice and dry. Thank goodness. My goodness, we're getting some rain here. All right, uh, let's take a second here, and let's talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. I was talking to Mark Dickinson. He said, hey, Tom, make sure and remind everybody that uh, right now we got all the back-to-school things going on, and back-to-school backpacks and computer cases and accessories, and all of these can be personalized from that good old Texas company the John Hart leather goods company and they've got that for you Consuela also has terrific bags and and uh, and things of that nature that can also be uh, accessorized and, and personalized so check those out when you're over at Morrison's gifts and of course all of their they regular uh, regular gift ideas for birthdays and anniversaries and holidays—they're all right there at Morrison's Gifts. And remember, 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 remember—they they do gift wrapping absolutely free, and it is uh, man, they do a beautiful job. So, hey guys, if you're if you're out there searching and, and hunting and and wondering what do I get her for fill in the blank then you need to go to Morrison's Gifts. They're at uh, 4308 West Waco Drive. They're next to Jason's Deli in the Branson Square Center.
13: This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They've only heard here. Four. Deep ball by Prescott Man all alone with the goal line. CDL. All season. 43 yards, a touchdown, and a touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Houston Texans live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio
1: network station. The Cowboys and the Texans, Saturday night at 6 on ESPN
11: Central Texas. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit
0: Services.
2: I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while they may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown
15: benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing
1: a solution.
3: With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefit Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com michael hurley of hurley benefit services
2: i think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while they may be less than 50 employees they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans employers are looking for solutions and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing
15: a solution
3: with the innovative coverage offered by hurley benefit services you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs a lot less.
1: HurleyBenefits.com.
14: My house has a new
2: Windows Direct For a free in-home estimate, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
14: I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal
0: Windows Direct. Time for the Grand bag on Game Time.
1: All right, 546, 14 away from 6, grab bag time here on ESPN Central Texas. And game time for a uh, Wednesday afternoon. Tom and Ward and Aaron taking you home, and we're glad you're with us. Hey, well, let's begin by talking Baylor soccer. The Baylor soccer team opens its 2021 regular season on the road with a match at Minnesota tomorrow night. And uh, then they'll move on to North Dakota to wrap up their uh, their road trip on a Sunday uh, with their first two ball games, this uh, this is the first time since 2016 that, uh, and only the eighth time in program history that Baylor has began by uh, playing on the road. Uh, let's see here, it, boy. This one I think is going to get some attention. A former United States Golf Association employee was charged uh, with 15 counts related to a scheme of embezzlement and pocket money from the sale of more than three million dollars worth of U.S. Open tickets, according to federal authorities. Now, here's what happened. Robert Fryer, 39, a former employee of the USGA admissions office, allegedly stowed more than 23,000 U.S. Open golf tickets, golf tournament tickets, and resold them for more than $1 million in profit. He started his scheme ward in 2013 uh, at the U.S. Open in the Marion Golf Club, and continued through 2019 for six years. This dude was stealing tickets, selling them to ticket brokers, and then collecting the money through PayPal or cash. Nobody got wise. No. I mean, in, in, in again, 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Friar allegedly took the tickets without the USGA's knowledge. Well, you think? <laughs> Come on. Uh, then sold them to a third-party ticket broker, and then in return uh, – receive uh, payments uh, again as we said via cash and PayPal the third parties were not identified by federal authorities and uh, they would buy them in bulk and then they would resell them to customers six years that's amazing dude made a million bucks yeah it's not gonna do any much good now uh no uh let, let's see here what he's staring uh I was just looking at this oh <laughs> this and uh, it's not funny but it's funny so he's facing a maximum sentence of 300 years in prison plus three years of supervised release. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get there. <laughs> he's facing 300 years. Oh, no! Oh, by the way, three years of supervised release. He's facing $3,750,000 in fines and $1,500 for a special assessment
2: as if the 300 million was uh, yeah, 3 million the, was not enough. Yeah, so anyway, that, that's tag on another 1500.
1: Yeah. I, I still like that's the 3 silly. I still like the 300 years and oh by the way, it, never mind. If All you right. happen to make that. Yeah. Uh let's see. Former Pittsburgh Pirate. Oh, you know, I, I'm not going to do that story. It, it's I just don't want to do that story. Uh, Nebraska football has been the subject of an NCAA investigation for months. That, according to a source close to the athletic program, and uh, they told the athletic on uh, today the action uh, the action network was uh, the first to report the news of the investigation. The league is investigating the program for improper use of uh, analysts and consultants during practices and games. Now we we all know what happens there. Everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's not a coach. He's a consultant. He, sure he he's is. not a co- he's not a coach. He's an analyst. Sure he is, a- and that's what's happening. So they're under investigation for that. The University of Nebraska Athletic Department has been working col- uh, co- collaboratively with the NCAA to review a matter concerning our football program, according to Trev Alberts, the uh, the new the uh, the new AD. So there you go, a- and it does obviously include the uh, the head coach Scott Frost. So uh, interesting how that works. But you've seen that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a- and you've been around that. I mean. You got guys that are that are coaches. You got guys that are grad assistants. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you started to see he's a consultant,
2: right? Because your staff is limited to how many you can that's have. Right, that's right. And so they can get around that by saying, "Well, he's just going to evaluate film and, mm-hmm. and consult us and and let us know." He's not going to really be talking to the kids.
1: No, he's not. He's not. He's not xing and oing with the players. He's xing mm-hmm. and oing with the staff. Sure. So. Anyway, we're going to see how that all works out. And, and that's the team we want to come back to our league, right? <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. boy. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, It's been a fun one. Uh, Many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Thanks to Jeff Tarpley from Gigum 247 Sports for being on the program. Thanks to Kyle Yeomans of the Dallas Cowboys for being with us. And thanks to Clint Zander of the uh, Bosqueville Bulldogs for being on the program. We are back tomorrow afternoon with another edition of Game Time uh, at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have yourself a good night and stay dry.
0: It's time for the Spectrum Big 12 Football Preview.